If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from, too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Championship weekend came and is gone. And we are here on Paper Route to discuss. We've been sitting here in the studio all morning preparing for the show. I have my water. It's a gallon here. I'm sitting here with BC in the booth, Andrew out west with the team uh, on Zoom somewhere. We have a team in New York and Cali and Connecticut, a virtual team. And we've been watching all the shows, listening to all the discussions around Lamar Jackson, around Patrick Mahomes, around Purdy, around Dan Campbell. Did Dan Campbell, did he choke? That is the question. And I say he did not choke, but I do have a correct answer for you guys. But before we dive into all the sports talk, mainly football, Football is king in America, 320 million Americans, uh, uh, 100 million are avid football fans. Let's not get it twisted. I know Messi is in the NFL. I know Messi is in America. I know the NBA is hot, but guess what? (laughs) The NFL (laughs) is king, okay? And around this time, that's when we realize it. Championship weekend, unbelievable. And now we're off to the Pro Bowl, then we're going to go to the Super Bowl. B.C., did you watch, yes or no, all the games, every minute? I did watch both games. I did watch both games. I did watch both games, yes. Can you hear me? I got you, BC. Oh, okay, okay. You yeah. watched both games? Yes, sir. There you go. Well, I can't hear BC in my air. Oh, there we go. BC, Can there you go. Can you hear me? Now I can. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, no. I watched both games. It was all the way through? All the way through. All the way through. Yes, I did. I enjoyed them both. And, um, yeah, nah, it was good. The the San Francisco game, how they came back, nah, that was crazy. I was like, damn. Came back? Did they come back? Or were they let back in? Oh, ah, yeah. no, don't go too far. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. Don't go too far. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, woo. Uh, 
how was your weekend? Uh, it was great. It was great. I got some rest. But even better than that, I was able to celebrate my grandmother's 90th birthday. Oh, yeah, beautiful. So it was a milestone, and I uh, got to see a lot of my family. So Was it here in South weekend. Florida, Jamaica? Where were you guys at? No, no, no. It was here in South Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What you guys do? Just went out to eat. Just went out to eat. Took her out to eat. Um, like I said, we just kept close with the family. Nothing too special. She's 90, so you know what I mean? Okay. Like, Y'all yeah, know I'm always looking crazy. for a joke, but there ain't too many jokes <laughs> when you talk about celebrating your 90-year-old grandmother's birthday. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, where'd you guys go to eat? Maybe the joke's in here. Uh, well, we just went to Benihana. <laughs> Benihana. You <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. <laughs> Sorry, it ain't no carbone or no stop, you know I mean? poppy steak or nothing like that. But you know what I mean. No, Benihana. You can't. You can't miss with Benihana, especially with the family. I think everybody yeah. enjoys Benihana. Did you get both sauces, the white sauce and also what is it? White sauce and what else? The red. Sauce? Is I don't it red even know one? about no white nah, sauce. I don't know. I just get that. I just need that uh, garlic butter. The garlic butter. See, he's a he's a Benny. Oh, the yum yum. Uh, 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 I, I need that garlic butter for my extra garlic butter, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's where BC take all his dates. Look, 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 nah, look. Nah, we don't do Benny Hahns. You know, I try to do a little top extra. All right, guys. So there's a lot to talk about. Championship weekend. Uh, you had Lamar Jackson take on the baby goat, maybe the goat. There are some people on ESPN saying that he is the goat, bigger than. Uh, uh, more so than Tom Brady, which is crazy, but it is a discussion. It's a discussion that we are now going to have for the rest of our lives and probably our children's lives, right? This is the LeBron James and Michael Jordan debate, okay? But can Patrick Mahomes catch our guy? Woo, before we jump in, before I continue to just get off script and go rogue, what the hell do you have for us? What did you and Brian whip up? You're not you're not ready to start because we got a lot of lot of news to talk about in the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game, uh, some words that Odell had to share with us. But we'll start with the NFC. So like the big story coming out of the NFC Championship game are the questionable calls from your man, Mister Meathead <coughs> Dan Campbell. Oh man, <laughs> and I mean that with love, <laughs> including right, right. two times he uh, passed up on field goals and went for it on fourth. Here is what uh, Dan Campbell had to say after the game. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But... I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but you know, we just just didn't work out. So, guys, <clears throat> is it fair to say Campbell choked away that game for the Lions? No, uh, it's not fair to say that he choked it away. Um, he gambled it away. But we have to be clear here. Dan Campbell did not choke. He gambled the game away. I heard Stephen A. Smith say this earlier. Choke job is where 
you play exceptionally well all year or you play exceptionally well for a long period of time and then you play exceptionally bad or you play bad in a big moment. They didn't do that. And the reason why I say gambled is because gambled is what he did all year. And this is why some people, it's it's almost a difficult conversation to have because if this is what got you here, why would you change? And as a player, BC, a lot of times when we're up, we're winning, we're like, damn, why are we going into a four-minute offense? Or why are we doing this? Let's continue to do what we've always done. A lot of times you see teams get there, and then they let people back in because they change it up. They start playing conservative. Defenses start going into prevent, cover two. And then offensively, you know, the offensive teams just start chopping you up. And then on the offensive side, instead of throwing the ball around, which got you there, got you up in the game, you start running the ball. You start playing four-minute offense, four-minute offense. It's let's kill the clock. And then all of a sudden you look up and you now don't have, you don't have control anymore. But what Dan Campbell needs to realize is this. You already changed the culture in Detroit. This game is on you. Now, certainly you can talk about, you know, the wide receiver uh, dropping the ball. You can talk about some of the missed tackles. But I'm hearing Dan Orlowski out there talk about, like, well, it's, it's, it's zero on Dan, uh, Dan Campbell and the coaches. Well, no, everybody got a, a job to do. Don't mess it up. So what we're saying is the coach can do whatever and the players got to – they got to overcome bad coaching. The, the players got to be perfect. No, the players got to do their job and the coaches got to do their job. That's why you don't gamble in certain situations. You already changed the culture in Detroit. We got it the first couple of years. We got it even this year. We got it even last week and the week before. But now you're in the NFC Championship. NFC Championship. You're up 17-plus points. Do the right thing. You don't have to gamble anymore. So that's the that's the thing. It was like he was almost like a, 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 a guy that's addicted to uh, gambling. Like yeah. he's addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, bro, like, okay, you went out there. You hot. You hit. Yo, seven on the first roll. Or 21, 21, 21. And then when you get when you up a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand on Vegas, you gotta walk away. You gotta walk away from the table. He did not walk away from the table. He did not walk away from the table. So you and that's his problem. Okay, you up, you up on Vegas, bro. And now you in the situation. What do you do? Bro, you got to take those points because it changes the game. And that's why coaches got to do their job because because the players aren't going to be perfect. Yeah, they're going to be drop balls. They're not going to be 100% at what they do, running, tackling, intercepting the ball. Throwing. They're not going to be perfect. That's why you got to do your job, bro. It changes the game. Being down three points or tied or up three points totally changed the momentum. It totally changed the mindset of players and coaches. Dan Campbell did not choke, but he certainly gambled the game away. And just like he said, uh, BC, after the game, he said, we may never get back to this position again. It's going to be twice as hard. So it's funny you bring that up because I wanted to ask you, can you see the Lions fading away next season or is this a contender to stay and that is the craziest part Woo! that's the craziest part you didn't have to gamble because you got a really good team 
You gamble when you don't have a really good team. So to answer your question, yes, they can be back there because they got a really good team. Look at that. They outplayed the San Francisco 49ers. They outplayed them. I'm sitting there watching the game. Just like a uh, uh, 75% of America was. Or at least they had the TV on. 50% of us watching. The other 25% was probably just enjoying the festivities. But I'm sitting there watching it. And you know what went through my mind? It's like, I rather, I rather watch the Detroit Lions offense than the San Francisco 49ers offense. They look better. They look good. They look good. You saying, you saying the first half? Or? Yes, the okay. first half for sure. Yeah. They look good, didn't they, BC? Yeah, they look they look dominant. They all, I was yeah. like, they would get whatever they wanted out there. It was crazy. Was like, they made what? it look easy. Crazy. Crazy. So, so, so. That yes, they will be back in position next year, and Dan Campbell needs to learn from this. It's like, yo, you you you. I don't even know what you call it because, like, you you know, when you pot committed and you press, it means you're down. Like, bro, you're up on Vegas. You're up on the National Football League. Yeah, you may you not walk away. You gotta walk away, bro. You're <laughs> <laughs> BC. I don't know that they come back next year, bro. You nah because now. I mean, the report is out. Everybody kind of like this year, they were like the darlings, like the surprise. You know what I mean? I don't think they're the surprise next year. So, yeah, it's going to be tougher for them. To, I think he's right because this year they were actually kind of able to sneak up on the league. You're not going to sneak up on the league next year. and Everybody's going to be ready for you. And so he he might be correct in that this I, may be the closest that they get. I hear I hear what you and I hear what you're saying, BC, and I understand what he's saying as well as far as like you know, look, it's going to be twice as hard for sure. But they're a really good football team. When you look at that offense, and I talked about, you know, wanting to watch this offense more than the San Francisco 49ers offense, which is a big deal because we keep talking about, you know, the the boy genius Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuels and all Kittle. So for me to be sitting there saying I want to consume more of the Detroit Lions offense, the 49ers offense says a lot. Their offense is smooth. Jared Goff Gibbs is, is the is maybe Jared Goff. Jared Goff and I got Ryan Fitzpatrick calling me now. Ryan, I am on, I am on air right now. Sorry, buddy. Jared Goff, hold on, really quickly, because you hold on. Jared Goff called out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick tried Jared Goff. Yeah, he's laughing. <laughs> We, he Ryan we Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Fitz Magic, yeah, Fitz Magic is on his Thursday night football show right now. He's this big super celebrity now. Well, he's always been that guy. Okay, let's not get it twisted. All right, but he's there and he he goes out there and slips up and says, you know, he calls him like a manager or something. After the game, Jared Goff does what Jared Goff do, and then he and he challenges uh, Fitz Magic on on the on the on the live. You remember that moment, Ryan Fitzpatrick? I called him a poor man's Matt Ryan. That's what I <laughs> to take for that. Hey, hey, so I know you're calling me about something else, but really quickly, what I'm saying is, can you can you describe to us really quickly before we let you go, like who Jared Goff is and like what we're what we're witnessing? I think it's been amazing with him because we forget he was the first overall pick. But then he's gone through this career cycle where he was discarded by the Rams. He was written off. 
He went to a Detroit Lions franchise that hadn't been very good. They lost a ton of games in his first year. And now you've got this comeback story for the city of Detroit, for Dan Campbell, for Jared Goff. They're all together in it. It's been really impressive. So, look, even even when I called him a poor man's Matt Ryan, I was just trying to not disrespect Matt Ryan. But I root for the guy, and I think he had a great year. Right. And, and, and so that's what I was saying to the guys is like, you know, Dan Campbell, he didn't choke. So the question was, did he choke? I said he didn't choke. He gambled the game away. And as a player, a lot of times the things that we do to get there, coaches, when we're there, they switch it up. And then all of a sudden we lose the game or we lose the momentum. But in that moment, you got to understand that you are the better team, that you already got there. You're playing with house money. You're up on Vegas, right? So you didn't have to do that. And, and you did have the better offense. Like, So I'm sitting here trying to explain to the guys how awesome this offense is. And 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 Dan Campbell really put his team in a tough situation. So, I appreciate their, their offense. Their offense is so talented, and I do think this was a learning moment for Dan Campbell and the Lions. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, brother, how are you doing? You good? You still got the beard? What's popping? What's up? You all right? Yes. Call me later. Man. All right. Call you later. Love you. Bye. All right, later. Yep. So that's Ryan Fitzpatrick there calling just to chime in there. He called uh, Jared Goff uh, a poor man's. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. You say poor man's or <laughs> poor rich man's? Poor man. Okay. Poor man's Matt Ryan. So I don't even know why we got on that rant, but you know, listen. I think the question. What? Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to transition it because before you got the call, you were starting to talk about Brock Purdy, and the word that's floating around in association with his name is the term lucky. So like now that he's gotten his Niners back to the Super Bowl, uh, which they were just like three or four years ago with Garoppolo, what needs to be said after this win about Purdy? Nothing. Nothing. And, and listen, I was one of the first on Brock Purdy. Not, well, I can't say I was one of the first, but through the, when he first took over uh, as the, the quarterback a couple years ago and he played six games, there was a huge debate going back and forth. It's like, I believe in the guy, right, period. And I've been saying that up until last week. But the reality is if we really wanted to talk ball, it, there was nothing that he really did, did outside of, like, taking off on third and long, third and medium to pick up the first down. He he made some good throws, some really good throws at time, but it wasn't his game, right? Obviously, he 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 threw a pick in the first quarter, I mean, in the first half, and doing that, I'm like, throwing that pick in the first half, and they were losing. I was like, oh, this is what you can't do, Brock Purdy. You can't be the reason that 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 we're saying the 49ers lose, Okay. But if we're being honest, if we're being honest, the, the the Detroit Lions gave that game away. Dan Campbell gave the game away. So think about it. Like we're talking, you're asking me about Brock Purdy. What does the best of the best do in these moments? They're not going to be down 17 points. And I'm not saying that uh, Brock Purdy is not uh, the best of the best or he's not great and, you know, he wasn't one of the reasons why they won. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the Detroit Lions blew this so bad that it wasn't even about uh, uh, Shanahan. It wasn't about Purdy. It wasn't about John Lynch and who he brought in and didn't bring. It wasn't even about that. Like, he didn't play exceptionally well. He didn't go out there and and have any like magical crazy 
crazy moments. It wasn't that. So I like Brock Purdy. Um, you got to think about a guy that was drafted last in the, in, in, the, in the NFL draft just, what, two, two, two and a half, three years ago, whatever it was, and now you're in that Super Bowl? That's a big deal. It needs to be celebrated. He could be one of uh, uh, five quarterbacks that get it done in the first two years. So, Seeing this earlier where it was uh, talking about winning a Super Bowl. Then the first two years of your career, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't even know who the other two were. Maybe it was Patty Mahomes. That wasn't Patty Mahomes, but there's two others. Doesn't matter. So it's, a, it's, it's something that needs to be celebrated. But this was not about Brock Purdy. It was not about the San Francisco 49ers. It was about the Detroit Lions. You couldn't have asked BC. BC, come on, bro. I mean. You couldn't ask for a better start. That, yo, that start was crazy. I thought, it, I mean, I was just surprised. I'm like, yo, the 49ers are out of here. The Detroit Lions look good. Jameer Gibbs, I mean, he was doing his thing. The Lions just had it in control. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I do agree that uh, Dan Campbell gambled it away, but I also don't want to take credit away from Brock Purdy and the 49ers because they really did go out there and 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 ball out too. Like they had to go out there and score. I mean, they had to score. They went from what seventeen down. Like they had to actually go out there and score these points. So yeah, score. They, I mean, but that's they had the to point. Come, they had, like, I mean, of they had course, to come back. I understand that BC, but of course you're gonna come back when when your coach should be kicking field goals, but he's going for it. It's two turnovers on downs. That's true. That's right? True. You got drop balls on third down and fourth down. Like gotta have it moments. Like. You shouldn't have been in those. Nah, you shouldn't even put them in play, that situation. Yeah, exactly. Then you got to start playing smart football. Like that's where you got to come in and start being strategic. Like you said, kick these field goals, keep them as far away from you as possible. But you got comfortable. You got in there and got comfortable and just wanted to. Oh yeah, we'll go fourth down. Oh yeah, we'll just try it here. No man, here, here, you let these here. guys back in the game, and that's what I'm saying. You can't let a good team back in the game. So I want to give San Francisco. Proper credit as well. Oh my goodness! Because yeah, they had to. I mean, they went out there. They had to make plays because he could have did that. Listen, on the same, on the flip side, he could have did all of that, effed it up, and they still could have went. Uh, the 49ers could have still went out there and not executed and not came back. You know what I mean? So they had to go out there and make plays, and they looked good. Like they were making plays in the second half and all of that. Like they they looked good. They went out there and did their thing. I think you know the forty. Let's not take away the credit from the Forty ers though, bro. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely say it was I'll a give, game you know with two the credit. You know the credit I'll give to the Forty ers that they went in at halftime, and they could have uh, uh, packed it up mentally. And this is what championship teams don't do. And they came out with energy. Debo Samuels was that guy. He came out. He started running harder. Obviously dealing with a, a shoulder injury. The week before, he only had nine plays. And then you can see him how uh, how he looked like he was being a little, uh, t not timid, but he was protecting himself in that first half. He comes out. He started lowering his shoulder. He started really getting after it. He started asking for the ball more. They went to him three, four times in a mm -hmm. row to get it going. Mm -hmm. And then it got everybody else going. So I will give him credit for that because a lot of people fold at halftime. They could have packed it in at halftime. The, the, way that, the way that the Lions was playing and just dominating them, they could have just been like. Yeah, they came uh, with juice. 
put their head down. Oh, I don't know, man. Maybe the next year. Nah, they went out there and fought for the fought, fought for the comeback. It ain't my fault that your coach is a dodo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right See, how much would you say it is the coach or the players when it comes to that halftime and what i mean is i'm looking at the stats here and in the first half the lines you know as we know destroyed them they had three touchdowns and a field goal in the first half and then in the second half they had a garbage time touchdown and that was it with the 49ers they had a touchdown in the first half but then in the second they had three touchdowns and two field goals but it's literally split right down the middle. It's a tale of two halves. That's right. So, like, how much in this situation, and this is like trying to get an insight as an NFL former NFL player, how much is it? Is the players, or is it the coach, or is it a combination of both? It, it depends on half it, like it that. depends on how your team is constructed. It could be both, or it could be one or the other, right? You know, it, it just comes. It's just that's what leadership is. Like Dan Campbell is the type of guy who can go in and rally everybody. Offense, defense, and special teams. But then if you go to, like, let's say, uh, you know, a hardball, well, a hardball. So let's ball, use Kyle Shanahan. Kyle, oh, perfect, perfect. Let's just go It's there. the players. Kyle Shanahan is not a raw, raw guy. His, his hands mm-hmm. stay steady the whole time. Doesn't matter if they're up, down, Super Bowl, first game of the season. Doesn't matter, right? So that's where the Trent Williams of the world and the Debo Samuels come in. So it really is, it's like, where, where does your leadership lie? And that's a perfect example is the 49ers, right? That's Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels, you can see it. And as a player, you you know, me watching this game as a former player, I'm seeing it like, okay, Debo was the guy in the, at halftime. Mm-hmm. That was the juice guy. That was the catalyst, right? He, he was the catalyst because look look how he played the first half. The first half, he was just like going like going through the motions, but he was just – Yeah, it wasn't there. Like he didn't have that yeah, – yeah, that and then all out. You didn't have that all not all outness, you know. Like, it was just like that's right. And yeah. then the first, the first, the, the opening drive, he runs an in in cut. He catches that, get up field. Then he does something else, and then he looks at the sideline. He's like, "Throw me the ball, throw me the ball, throw him." And then they come around to give him a reverse. It got stuffed, but they gave him a reverse. And that was Kyle Shanahan. He said, "Okay, I'm right." That's what a good coach do. I'm riding the guy who wants it. I'm riding the hot guys. Just like in basketball, BC is like, no, I want that last shot. Give who me the got shot. The hot hand. Or, or you, I've seen Hoopers so many times. Like when they're down, it's like I ain't passing this damn rock. Right. <laughs> Get out the way. <laughs> so that's what that was. So um, look, man. It, look, great job, 49ers. Um, this is this is what it's about. That's why you play until the till the clock says zero. Right. You never know what's going to happen. Bill Belichick always says it. He always says it. They'll f it up. That's one of his 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 all time favorite quotes, and it's more internal stuff, right? So if you ever see a Tom Brady, you're fortunate enough to see a Tom Brady, a Julian Edelman, or Gronkowski, Vince Warfork walking around your neighborhood or something, ask him. Does Bill Belichick always say they f it up? Yeah, yeah, he always says that. And that's what they did. The Detroit Lions, they effed it up. They effed it up. And just what you heard what Ryan Fitzpatrick said at the end. He said, look, call me later. But he was like, look, I think this is a, a big learning lesson for Dan Campbell and the, and the Lions. Bro, this is chess, bro. You're playing chess. This is strategy. That's Now, Dan Campbell, like the raw, raw, the will, the gambling got them here. But you talk about being one of the best of the best, you got to be strategic, man. 
Bill Belichick, I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I I know it's I, – I don't have short memory. It's only been a couple years since we were talking about him as the GOAT. Now all of a sudden he ain't the GOAT no more. But look at Bill Belichick's all his moves and strategy. We talk about situational football. He We coined this term around the Patriots, situational football. There are some of these things that didn't exist. But he talking about strategy. No score, no score. What is no score, no score? Well, we're in the red zone, but if we we can easily go score and be up two scores, but it doesn't make any sense for us to score. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a running back run the ball, and then we're going to we're going to kneel at the at the one. Why? Because we're going to just end the game that way. We're going to, we're going to eat up all the clock. This is called situational football. So then what happens after that? Now just follow me here, guys. Teams start saying, well, uh, they're doing that. Let's let them score. Or how do we push them in to score? So this is chess that's happening a lot of times in these crucial moments. So Dan Campbell, you gotta, you, 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 you have to learn from this. But I get it. I do get it. You heard me say this with Ryan Fitzpatrick as soon as he got on the phone. I'm like, there's been so many times I'm sitting in games, we're up two scores, maybe even three scores, and Coach Shanahan or somebody, they start getting real conservative, and then all of a sudden we in a, we, in, we 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 thugging it out. In the fourth quarter, because y'all, you you didn't went prevent on defense and then offense. We just running it every single time. What are we doing? But in this moment, bro, you got to kick those field goals and you got to go with the run. You run the ball, yeah, ball. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you got Jameer. Run the but guys, ball, let's run switch it clock. over and go over to the AFC Championship game. Um, as we all know, this was uh, this is Patrick Mahomes' sixth year in the NFL. And also his fourth trip to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's amazing just in its own right. But we also, on the other half of that game, know that Lamar came up short against these uh, the Chiefs defense. So let's start with Kansas City. It's usually Pat doing the carrying, but is it fair to say the Chiefs defense is carrying Mahomes? No. Um, I will say this. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo... Uh, the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he was my defensive coordinator when I was with the Giants. Had a little cup of tea there. Wasn't a good cup of tea, but a little cup of tea. Um, he is the person of the game. I'm not giving it to a player. I'm giving it to Steve Spagnuolo. Like, he was brilliant. And he's been, he's been brilliant over the last couple years in these big moments. Now, this is the first time in his tenure with the Kate, with, with Kansas City that he's gotten a defense to be a top-five defense. Last year, towards the second half of the year, and even in the playoffs, they played exceptional. So Steve Spagnuolo, like the, the job that he did against Lamar Jackson yesterday was brilliant. Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator for the, the Baltimore Ravens, you got your ass kicked. Lamar Jackson's going to be watching this film like, damn, they got me. And in this in, in, in this game, in this moment, he realized like, whoo, I got to take it to a whole nother level when it comes to preparation. That's the difference. Between, that's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Because it's at the quarterback position, it's 80% mental. He can play 23 years and still get the job done because he he's seen everything. He knows how he he knows how to adjust against everything. This is where experience comes in at. 
So you asked me about uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, like Patrick Mahomes had to adjust to for the for, had to adjust for the first time of having a top five defense, and that's hard for for someone like Patrick Mahomes to do. Now, obviously, they want to have the receivers they need uh, to be this, you know, high flying offense. They can get that fixed this offseason, but we're still here. They got the Super Bowl here. So you have to pull back a little bit. You have to play complimentary football. You have to lean on your run game a little bit more. And that's hard when you're a shooter. That's like asking Steph Curry, hey, Steph, we know you can go for, for 30, uh, 30 something, 30 uh, every single night. But you know what? We really need you to average 20 because we're going to slow the game down a little bit. So we had to see and watch this in real time. Patrick Mahomes adjust. So you got Dan Camp, not Dan Campbell, excuse me, Steve Spags, Coach Spags, doing what he's doing, being exceptional. But then you still had Patrick Mahomes. Oh my goodness, make big plays. Oh my goodness, some of those throws. You know, even him running, taking off and picking up those first downs on third down with his feet. So, no, the defense isn't carrying him. This is complimentary football. This is the Chiefs' way of complimentary football. He don't need to go out there and throw for 400 yards and four TDs every game. They don't need to have big play after big play. They don't have to do that. They need Patrick Mahomes to go be legendary when they need him to be legendary. And that's what it was. Spags was brilliant. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey was excellent. He threw it to him 11 times, and he caught it 11 times. Super efficient. You couldn't ask, obviously, for anything better than that. No. And and let's also not forget, this is his first postseason not playing at home. He's proven <laughs> over and over again that he's he's him. But let's actually flip, flip it to the other side of the ball, because for Lamar, this was a really bad loss. Uh, we know the criticism is going to come. He still hasn't made it to a Super Bowl. Um, would you say it's fair to say that he is the biggest reason for the loss in this game, Lamar Jackson? No, it was Spags. Okay. It was Coach Spags. Now, look, like we said, we've been in here all morning watching ESPN and FS1. I hear everybody. Lamar Jackson this, Lamar Jackson that. Look, you're one of the highest paid, play, highest paid players in the NFL. Uh, you're him. You will win the MVP for the second time. This is what comes with it. He's going to look at film, and he's going to say, damn, some missed opportunities. Damn, I probably didn't play my best game. But what I will not do is come out here and say that Patrick uh, uh, Lamar Jackson won't be in this position again. Did we say that about LeBron James? Did we say that about Kevin Durant? Did we say that? Uh, did we say that about some of our our best players in the NBA and the NFL? No, Lamar Jackson's him. Now, like he said, going in to be a champion, you got to go through a champion. Mm-mm. Didn't happen. Didn't happen yesterday. Nope. Didn't happen yesterday. So, um, Spags was the reason. That battle between Spags and Todd Monken. Spags whooped his ass. Even if you looked at like what was happening, and you you know you you know I thought uh, Greg Olson for the most part did a, did a good job with the broadcast. Greg Olson says like I think it was Greg Olson. No, it wasn't Greg Olson. Greg Olson, those guys had the NFC game. Uh, it was Tony Romo who had 
uh, the AFC game. Tony Rombo, CBS, he, he talked about like the first half, even with Patrick Mahomes, this is the genius of Andy Reid. A lot of screens, a lot of get the ball out quick, right? Get your quarterback in rhythm, and once he feels good, then you let him go. They are pressing a lot with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens go out there throwing the ball down the field, you know, they're trying to make it happen, and they weren't taking advantage of just getting the ball out quick and getting the, the offense in rhythm. Spags heating them up, right? Like a lot of people say, well, he should be running more. Well, no, like Spags did a phenomenal job blitzing, throwing a mm-hmm. lot of pressure, but still having a spy guy. And they did a phenomenal job when they when they had him contained. That spy guy would turn around, and get into coverage. And and even in that moment, right? Even in this in, in that game, you gotta you gotta you gotta remember this. Defensively, didn't come to play until second way second uh uh halfway through the second quarter but once they did they only gave up three points two and a half three quarters so they turned it on offense and this is where why your question is valid around Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. they ain't do anything but they still was in it and and this is what you're looking for this is this is a heavyweight fight it ain't gonna be pretty it ain't gonna be pretty Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, beautiful ball, catches it. And then what does he do? Here's the inexperience. And we like Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, friend of the show. Little homie from down here. Yeah. He gets up, pushes the guy down, throws the ball, and gets over him, does the little Mm -hmm. taunting, take it back 15. Then he gets another opportunity. Gets another opportunity. He dives in. Great effort play, but we're tight. We're t- they coach us not to do this. But good players, good players never listen to this part of coaching. That I'm talking about the, the fumble, the touchback. Coaches always say, you don't extend, don't extend, don't do that because this is what can happen. But really good players like Zay Flyers are always going to do it because you know why? We say, you know what? I'm going to squeeze the hell out of that ball. I'm no, there's no way I'm going to fumble. Mm-hmm. He fumbled. That would have changed the momentum. That would have changed the game. That would have been that 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 uff that this team needed to say, okay, let's get back rolling. So they certainly had their chances. But you can go across the board, defense giving up some big plays. How the hell did you let uh um uh what is it SVP? That's his name, the receiver. How how you let uh Marcus Val- Van Skin. MVS MVS. There we go. How you let him get behind you in that moment? So there was. Moments like that where they just couldn't put it together. And it's a it's a shame because just like Dan Campbell said, BC, they may never get back to this point again. It was a huge letdown. Yeah, man. We wanted to see my, we wanted to see Lamar in the bowl. It was uh Yeah, it was tough for me. Yeah. I was, I was Honestly, this isn't my Super Bowl. I was you disappointed. Know? I was like, damn, I wanted to see him do it. But then I looked at KC and I'm like, that's why Mahomes is yeah. that guy, though. <laughs> like, yeah, you facts. know what I mean? Like, they went out there and did they things. But yeah, I really, I, I did want to see Lamar Jackson put it together. And it was kind of little, it was, a, it was disappointing. But maybe do they get back next year? Mm, 
Depends on how they gonna, you know, situate the the weapons around them. I think he can. Get, I think he can oh. get there. Well, that's, well oh, that's 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 why. Go ahead. I, I have a, B, uh, a specific BC question. Mm. Are we placing the Baltimore Ravens in the do not trust them category? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was a quick answer, though. Well, well, well here here's the thing, and I yeah, I, I, I if you would have put them in a do not trust, that would have been that would have been bad business. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are talking about this and they've been talking about this uh, for 24 hours. But, bro, Joe Burrow was down. What's going to happen in in Cincinnati in Joe Burrow? What's going to happen with Josh Allen in Buffalo? Do you expect them? They're not. They are who they are. They're warriors, right? Like we know who Josh Allen is, good or bad. So he's going to be a problem. He's going to give you challenges. All right. Joe Burrow's going to give you problems. He's going to give you challenges. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud gonna give you problems. He's gonna give you challenges, mm. right? So like this was the perfect season. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of roadblocks. This was the perfect season. Justin Herbert. What's gonna happen? The AFC's loaded. But we already knew that this was gonna. Mahomes. We already know. See, Mahomes. You never know when they're gonna turn it on or what's gonna happen. But you know you can trust them. They're never going into the can't trust them. Like Mahomes, the Chiefs. They're gonna come out there, execute, play good ball. You gotta go out there and beat them. So to beat a man, you gotta beat the man. That's what Ric Flair used to say. You know what I mean? So Ooh. like you gotta you gotta go out there and execute. <laughs> Mahomes is gonna be in the way of Burrow. He's gonna be in the way of Josh Allen. Like he looks like he's gonna be the guy that. They can't get o- can't get over the hump. That's why I was saying the other day they're all gonna be the others. You know how they got the others, and how there was some really good ball players back in the day when Jordan was playing. But some really good guys don't have rings. Barkley, Miller, they yeah. don't have rings because <laughs> Jordan was there. You know what I mean? So that's I, that may be the case where Kansas City's just going. Bro, this is ridiculous, man. You got to – Andrew, do you have your cell phone on you? Yeah. Can you go to Instagram and then go to Patrick Mahomes? Okay. Okay? Guys, y'all know sometimes I lose people. I like to peel back the layers. Sometimes I talk too much, but I'm really taking everybody on a journey, BC. And, and listen to me. Mm-hmm. I always talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, who's that player? Look him in his eyes. I We talked about this with Zach Wilson. We talked this, he, talked about this with Josh Allen where it's like, yo, you see him on the sideline, body language. Talked about this with Patrick Mahomes. Y'all saw the the tweet and the Instagram post that he put out. Like, there's just you 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 have to take in account like the mindset of these guys. Right. So, uh, can you go to no go back before the playoffs started? Go back a couple posts, maybe five posts, six posts. He said something. What was it? What did he say? Did he, did he say go time or what did he say? I'm looking it up right now. A lot of clocks, I know. I'm a lot of clocks. A lot of clocks. A lot of clocks. So, so why why he's bringing this up? Basically, what I'm saying is, bro, Patrick Mahomes, man, I I just don't I don't know how anybody beat this guy. Especially now that you got a <laughs> now that you got a top five defense, right? And and listen, who who knows what's gonna happen next year? Who knows what's gonna happen with Spags? Who know, like guys like what they're gonna do to draft? But if I'm them. I, I do the best I can to keep that type of defense together. Oh, yeah. And then I go in the draft or maybe I go in a free, free agency and I find a way to attract the top-tier wide receivers. Yeah. Okay? You do that 
and you still have Andy Reid. Who knows? Andy Reid, what, 68, 69 years of age? She ain't going nowhere. Uh, who know? But I, I see something right now. I'm watching Pat McAfee. I'm I'm I'm, I'm multitasker right now. You got Adam Schefter <laughs> on the Pat McAfee show here on ESPN, and they said Andy Reid's future. I don't know what just what was said, but I, I, who knows? Who knows what, what can happen? Andy Reid wins another one. He's not there. That could change things. But let's say they stay together another couple years, bro. I ain't, we be fools to bet against Patrick Mahomes and yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Fools. Absolutely. What did it say? What did the Instagram It didn't say anything. Say? What it was was a bunch of posts where he would just put a red clock. That was it. And I think what he meant by it is it's time. And and, and guess what? He, yeah. When the time came, that boy that turned boy up. Was on. Yeah. And that now, boy was on. This is what, what? How many Super Bowls in how many years? What is it? This is his fourth and six years. Fourth and six years. That's insane. That's insane. It's like it's time to turn it on. But let me ask you guys this. So uh, when we use the comparison of Lamar and Mahomes and, you know, obviously Josh Allen is somewhere in there as the best QB in football. Right now, Mahomes is leading that because he's going to the Super Bowl again. But I do want to ask, how wide is that gap now between Mahomes and Lamar? Is it a, is a very far distance? Did he push Lamar back any? Say that one more time. Basically, I'm just asking, what is the gap between being the best QB in football Right now, I believe Patrick Mahomes is that because he's surpassed Lamar once again and made his uh, way to the Super Bowl. But how far is that gap now between him and Mahomes? I, I mean, it's it's not just uh, for best QB. It's it it's not just Lamar. It's it's the whole field. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're wasting time talking about. Lamar, we're, we're wasting time talking about Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh, da, da, da. like Patrick Mahomes is in the discussion as, you know, uh, the GOAT discussion. And this is the this is the beginning of it. Like it started a year and a half ago, two years ago. It was like, OK, what does he have to do? Because we already saw like all the tangibles. OK. So now what we're looking at is now what we're looking at is uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes against the like, Kenny, Joe, Joe Montana. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. It's really not even Joe Montana. It's really like, can he catch Tom Brady? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 they're just not even close, man. Like, you got to look at the history of this game. Four Super Bowls in six years? Bro, he could retire right now and be a legend. First six six Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl champs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs. Like, this is insane numbers when you really think about it. It's insane. It's insane. So let's take it over to his tight end, Travis Kelsey. So Travis actually continues to light up the postseason with Mahomes. Can we now say Kelsey and Mahomes are the greatest QB receiver combination in the history of football? I don't remember the exact stat, and I'll look it up, but I think they have the most combined QB tight end touchdowns because I think a game or two ago they surpassed Brady and Gronkowski. But I'll, I'll look it up. But – um. Yeah, or do you think they're the greatest QB receiver combination in the history of football? Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's undeniable. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um obviously we saw it all weekend. Uh Travis Kelsey is seven catches or six catches away from tying, seven catches away from breaking Red uh Jerry Rice's postseason record and this and that like when you start talking about when you're up there with Jerry Rice 
and the Joe Montanas of the world, like in those discussions, and you pass them, yeah, I mean, not only, not only does it can, can, can we, not only can we turn on the film and watch it, but you can also look at the numbers. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, they're the best. And just so we know, they actually have sixteen together in postseason touchdowns, which surpassed Brady and Gronkowski. It's amazing. It's amazing. But guys, we're gonna move forward into our mobile one connection here. So with Mobile One, we have our Behind the Drive series, and our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with the Broncos' Patrick Sertain. best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride just enjoying you know every mile you take you know just looking at the scenery and like every day when I wake up you know in Colorado I see the mountains for me being from South Florida and coming to Colorado and seeing mountains you know instead of beaches just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life and just exploring the world while driving in a car at a moment of time, I think it's pretty great. Colorado's like a very beautiful place. It's like authentic to its nature. I always look at the mountains while I'm driving. Um, it makes me feel like a sense of clarity. Like when you look at the mountains, this sort of gives you like a relief, like a, like a moment. You know how beautiful it is. And you look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. You know, it's a dope, dope feature to have every day to wake up to. Well, how we managed to turn the season around was, I think from the jump, it started with our leadership. And uh, obviously we got great leaders around us. You know, me, Justin Simmons, Kareem, Russ, um, Court. And when you got guys like that around, I just think it builds the utmost confidence, no matter what you go through, because I just think we locked in with our habits, you know, our practice habits, uh, meeting habits, film study habits. Then next thing you know, we looked up and we just kept winning and winning. Some words of advice, you know, I give to anybody. You know, the main thing is to stay steadfast and stay focused on your goals and your aspirations. Cause I believe once you focus on those, that'll help you propel you to different levels. And that's, that's some of the things I learned uh, obviously, sitting at one in five, it wasn't a start we didn't want to have. But you know, once I seen guys rally together and understand, man, like we still got a long season ahead of us. That's just simple as that. And everybody just locked in and bought into the process. And they say, no, we went on the win streak, started winning games, and everybody mojo and confidence went back up. One thing that happened when we were sitting at one in five was just speaking positive affirmation, um, not only from within, but throughout everybody around. And that creates great habits. You know, through those times, I think it was just the greatest times because we found our true selves and uh, what type of team we wanted to be. Over the course of the years, I believe with this organization, you know, I feel like it's always been led by the defense. 
Since I've been here, I had great veterans on the defense side of the ball. You know, Josie Jewell, Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons, you know, those guys. And, um, you know, when we started the season, you know, as bottom tier of ranked defenses, I just felt like it was just a matter of time before we turned things around, and that's what happened. I don't think adversity is a bad thing. I think it brings the best out of you. And once you look at it that way, um, I think you'll be able to handle adversity the best way possible. You know, I feel like God gives adversity to his toughest soldiers, and I believe, you know, facing adversity, you find your true self. When you mention adversity, I believe, like, this truck describes that. You could take it through the toughest times, through snowstorms, through, you know, heavy thunderstorms, and it, it will stay durable. You know, when you face life hardships, the only person you got is yourself. And when I think about this Denali truck, and as it goes through certain environments, certain conditions, it stays durable. In a human perspective, dealing with adversity, I think if you come out durable and come out the same, you can't steer you no wrong. guys so make sure you catch more with patrick Sertain and other content with i am athlete and mobile ones behind the drive you can check that out on youtube bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb hero croissant, or 
or the one gram net carb hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. We're going to go ahead and roll right into our favorite game here. What's the word? These guys are going to give the best word to complete the following sentences. First up, the Eagles are hiring former Chargers OC uh, Kellen Moore as their new OC. So now Nick Sirianni will have Moore calling plays on offense and Vic Fangio calling the defense. What's the word? The Eagles hiring Moore as their new OC is a blank move. Bad move. <clears throat> Listen, I mean, you can – there's definitely an argument um, here as to why they hired him, right, from an offensive standpoint. And, you know, you look at you look at the uh, the market, who's out there, who's available. Um, I think someone can say it makes sense. You know, he wasn't terrible with the Dallas Cowboys. He actually was good. Um, and then you look at the Chargers last year and just take away the games that Justin Herbert didn't play because he didn't finish the year. They were averaging 329 yards a game. It's really good, okay? Um, but obviously room uh, to improve and do better, and that was his first year there. It takes time uh, to bring it all together. But it was a bad move because this is not the style doesn't fit. They already have their blueprint. They already have their template. Now, if they're if if he if they're coming in and saying like, "Look, this is what we did when we made it to the Super Bowl just a year ago, and we want you to just do that, fit in our scheme," then okay, no problem. But if he's coming in saying, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it," then I think it's a bad move because what they did to get there was super simple. I, I, and and it's my favorite type of offense. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. And it's just a numbers game. If you're giving me one-on-one matchups outside, we're going to take our shots. If you want to take away our shots and take away our threats with uh, uh, Smitty outside and A.J. Brown outside, just some straight dogs, and you want to play coverage, and now you got a weakened box, now guess what we're going to do? We're just going to run the ball. See, they're panicking now, and I could have even used the word panic because what they're 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 struggling in all, in, a, in all areas, offensively, defensively, coaching, special teams. But it's like, guys, don't panic, don't panic. You already got it. You got Howie, who is what it seems like every other year he is uh, executive of the year, making these moves, pissing everybody off. Just a couple of months ago, the whole NFL was pissed off. How's he doing this? How's he doing it? Literally grown men crying because how he's making some crazy moves. So, bro, go fix the back end of that defense. You can do that. You've shown us that you can do that. Get back to that and then making sure that you just keep things simple on, on offense. Y'all got dogs out there at wide receiver. You got a, 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 a amazing leader at quarterback. So going out there and now you're trying to do all the, you know, uh, offense, let's, let's, let's go, 
11 personnel let's let's try to let's try to get into some real sophistication right there no you're messing it up bro it was super simple when we saw the e- the eagles at their best they was playing really good defense and offensively they were taking shots and then they run the ball extremely well that's what they were doing can, can i be the devil's advocate please i kind of don't mind this move because of nikki bosa we figured out the blueprint mm so if someone figured out the blueprint and we saw what happened the second half of that season, wouldn't it be a nice idea to maybe switch it up a little bit? We also saw Kellen Moore do decent things with Dallas. He was a part of some of those that's 12 right. and 5 seasons. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, I want to push back because it feels like he could be a, a breath of fresh air for a team that seems like everyone in the NFL has figured out offensively. Yeah, but, but yes, but listen, it comes down to players. That's what it comes down to. That's why I'm saying they already had it. And, and through my experience, my 13 years in the league, bro, and playing in, in, in all offenses from um, Coach Shanahan's to Josh McDaniels, the Patriot offense, right? Like, where is a lot? Even uh, Coach Payton, seeing Coach Payton's offense where there's so many personnel groups and so many different things that they throw at you. Like, I've seen a lot of football. And, 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 and through my experience – it comes down to players. You have the players, and and, and the the challenge for them was it was the that defense. When you say figure them out, it really yeah. is. If you get on top, if you if you pause, if you get on top, <laughs> and they got to play from behind, pause. And now they can't just keep have that balanced attack. There is a problem. Like what you want is that that defense invest in that defense. That back end was exposed. Get that back in right. Okay, pause. There's a lot going on in what you're saying right now. I know you're speaking football, but bro. Pause, 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 pause. Tighten up that back end. Get that, get that, get that back in right. Get that back in right. And and then it's going to allow you to get back to doing what you do on offense. Stop trying to overdo it. And then humble the people that need to be humble. So I don't like the move. I think it's a bad move. It can be a bad move if they don't realize who they are and what they already have. And this is what a lot of teams do when they go from being one of the best to imploding like this. They feel like they got to go do a fire sale, and that's just not the case. So you're seeing a, you're seeing a scary team now. You're seeing a team that's, that's just frantic. The building's on fire right now. Yeah, you could even use that word, scary, panic. I'm telling you, they lost it. They lost. They, uh, it's over. The, the jug is up. The oh my god! They moonwalked up. right into BC's. Do not trust. Yeah, they right there, knocking on the door. All mm-hmm. right, guys. Mm-hmm. Next up, it would appear that living legend Bill Belichick will not be a head coach in the NFL next season, at least to begin the year. Only the Commanders and the Seahawks have open spots, and it is being reported that neither are seriously considering Belichick. So what's the word? Belichick not getting a job this season would be blank. You know, I really don't have a word for this. Like, shocking, confusing. I I don't know, BC, do you have a word for this? Um, It would be a little bit weird not seeing, having an NFL season and not having a Belichick on the sideline as anybody's sideline. (laughs) Not OC, DC, head coach, nothing like, yeah, no, it would be a little bit weird, but I mean, I'm not surprised that nobody really wants to mess with him like that because 
I mean, he has a reputation of just being a control freak and stuff like that and wanting to uh, make all the calls and be the GM and the president and the coach. And the, everybody's not willing. Not every team's going to be willing to give that up. And that's probably why. And maybe he just rubs people the wrong way, his personality and stuff and stuff like that. They just like, well, we don't care if, if you've won. The last three years we see you haven't won with Brady. And we don't got Brady here, so yeah. we don't want you. <laughs> I would go as far as to say this would and I know this is two words, but I think this this season would be the beginning. And what I mean by that is the beginning of the end. The man has been in the NFL since I think the seventies. So like, would it be so hard to realize that maybe he wants to retire? Things are shifting for sure. I can't tell you exactly where we're going, but we know the NFL is always looking for uh, the the little boy wonder, like the young, hot talent. So they've been doing that. They've been in that space for a minute. But, you know, you know, sometimes the trend is, you know, offensive-minded. Then sometimes the trend is defensive-minded. I really feel like these owners are finally getting it right. And it's just more so about leadership, right? So that's why you see the D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan's getting hired. Uh, you see Mayo, Gerard Mayo getting hired out there in New England. Uh, Antonio Pierce getting hired. They're looking for captains. And even that, you can throw that in the trend too, is like former players. And former players. Former players that mm-hmm. played at a high level uh, but were captains, you know, that got it done. People that know how to communicate with this young generation too, with these new bloods that's coming up and they're like, oh, you know, you 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 got to be able to get in there and do a little hit dance like the Harbaugh. You know what I mean? You got to be yeah. able to get in there and shake it up with them and <laughs> the all Harbaugh that. Like, Bill right. Belichick ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Is he accepting to all the new analysis and the analytics and the technology and all this stuff that all he hasn't been outside the building in a quarter century? So he don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't been outside. He ain't been outside. He been locked up. <laughs> he been he been in the house, locked up for twenty five years. He outside like, oh, he Yo, back on the new. date. Yeah, he back on the dating scene. He don't know what it is. What's this? Tinder? What's uh, what? What Yo. am I doing? You know what I mean? Like he don't know. He don't know. Maybe he don't know what he's doing. So the things that he's trying to come and bring with and walk in the building with. They like, yeah, man, that was fifty years ago, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we do things a little bit differently around here. So I don't know. It might be a little bit of that too, you know. He's just BC out saying of step. take him to the back and put him out of his misery right now. L- listen, there's a step. there's 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 a there's for sure a spot for Belichick if he wants it, and unfortunately, it may not happen this year. But um, it you know I don't know what the word is, but it, it makes me think. It, it provokes more. Uh, it's thought provoking. You know, it, it sparks more questions for me. Like. You know, some of the things that BC brought up is like, why? Like when you're in those meetings and you're pitching these coach, uh, these owners, you know, and, and interviewing with these owners, it's like, what are you asking for? What are you selling them? You know, I, I wish, you know, Hard Knocks got a glimpse of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like why are these owners saying, why are they passing on Bill Belichick, the Atlanta Falcons? Why did you pass on Bill Belichick, Arthur Blank? Like, why? Does this say anything about Robert Crabb? Maybe we know how tight the 32 owners are. Do you think that there is anything there? Oof, Maybe that's a great He might have sneaked in and said, hey, man, this guy wants all the control. You know, you probably can't trust him as much. Do you think anything like that? Well, they already know. They already know that, right? Like, the, old, the yeah. NFL know that. We as fans know that, yeah. right? So I don't think it's that, but it is interesting when, you, when you're when you interviewing for a job, right? What they ask you to do is 
give us you know your references, references. Mm-hmm. you know so yeah that's a that's a tight knit knit group i mean the reference yeah but the resume speaks for itself whether it was him or brady the man got the rings like he been yeah, doing he this there. like the, man check my sheet brother like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like go it's public knowledge like so i don't you know unless and i don't see craft doing no snaky like oh don't hire him you know what i mean like that's yeah. I mean, what does he have to gain from that? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's any of that. The man well, brought you mad championships. But what if it's just like some, you know, after working with someone for as long as they work together, you never know. It could be like hate behind the, behind the door or something like that. Like, I mean, where yeah. they just don't like each other. I mean, these owners do be getting down and dirty behind the scenes. But I feel like Belichick is part of that club, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, part I feel. Of the- like yeah. with the owners, yeah. Like I feel like he's mm-hmm. part of that 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 old man's the old boys club. So I just think it's just like B said. They see the writing on the wall. Well, they see it's a shift now in the league. Player coaches, young young guys able to communicate with these new young rookies coming up. You know what I mean? Like Bill's gonna come in there with his grumpy ass attitude and think like nobody's nobody trying to hear that shit. You know well, what I'm saying? Like nobody's trying to hear that. You stay over there. You was yesteryear, Bill. It's 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 actually it's actually like it's it's interesting, man. Because you know, uh, if you're a team out there, like you, you you if you you see what he's been able to do with Tom Brady and the you know their Patriot the Patriot way template in place. You take out Tom Brady, and they really have struggled. They went from the best to the worst, right? And so if you're an owner out there and you're looking at this situation and you feel like you can't give him that template or anything close to it, it, it probably is a smart move to pass, right? Yeah. Um, but next year we'll be sitting here, and, 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 and if he doesn't get a gig because it's not, it's, not, it's not too late for someone to, to fire their coach, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not too late. But but you know you have the commanders out there, and then also there. Who's the other team? You got Arizona. No, no. Who's well, I'm the, going based off of records. No, I'm going no, off no. of the who's, teams who have an open vacancy. Right open so the right Seattle now. Seahawks and the Washington Commanders, and it seems like they have their. But who's their, on the I hot seat? Them. But who's on the hot seat? Because there might be a vacancy well, that comes up in the, going week into eight. that BC. That's what I was trying to bring up was that they were tied for second place for the worst record. So I don't know if, you know, Washington, I know they got rid of uh, Ron Rivera. Um, I haven't heard anything about who they hired. But you also have Carolina, who's yeah, the worst team. Carolina no, already Carolina got their just guy. Got a, they just got a coach. I'm they, tra- yeah, they already, yeah. They already okay. got their okay. guy. No, it's, I'm it's, talking about who's on the hot seat for next season. Like who's correct. On the, who, who, who could possibly be out midseason next, next year if they don't perform? You mm. know what I mean? You're saying by half season. Yeah, any yeah. time of the season, really. Yeah, because now, because now you already have, like, the 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 firing window pretty much came and gone. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Anybody getting fired at this point, it's like it would be almost like it's like what? Where did that come from? It's like mm. what happened? So right. So it can happen. It for sure can happen. But yeah, like it's a, those are the two vacancies. Is there any consideration for Belichick maybe wanting a break? You know, in in defense of them not hiring him Do, does anybody think that maybe he just wants a break nah. he's been going from what i could see from 1985 
Uh, no, this is the guy you're gonna have to scrape off of the field, yeah. like literally. Okay. He's you're gonna have to scrape him off the field, and, and he interviewed. He he went yeah. and interviewed. From all reports, he still wants to coach. From you know, from all the reports I've seen, he still wants to coach. Just don't know. He just wants to coach where he wants to coach and how he wants to coach, and that might be the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, he wants to go in there and do what he want to do, and nobody wants any but parts of that. Had he left. Had he left when Brady left and didn't have these little bad seasons, man, he wouldn't have been on the market for t- two days. He wouldn't have been on the market for 24 hours. They would have been like, man, come on. yeah, We need Belichick. But yeah. I, I liken it to like what happened with Doc Rivers. You know what I mean? Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, Belichick's going to go to the booth now and maybe do some TV. Okay, yeah, he's probably going to do that. But like I said... One of these coaches that's on the hot seat, they underperform. Bill Pelichek is standing out there. You think he's not going to leave the booth and go back on the sideline? Yeah, he's going to take that job. You know what I mean? So I think he's always going to be a candidate. It might just be a wait-and-see approach. Like, yo, let's just wait and see what other jobs shake open, who's, a, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 thing. You know what I mean? Maybe the, maybe the Dolphins get rid of um, McDaniels or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, we need a change. We're underperforming. Let's go get Belichick. No, I believe I believe what you say. If there's a half season where a coach is not doing so well, it, like let's say that's the case with Carolina, you never know. Like they don't want to see another two and fifteen season. Carolina but, just got a brand new coach. They're not going. They're not going to fire him in midseason. But no, I get what you're saying. But let's actually move on to a new coach over on the Chargers, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he said that when he met. Uh, Justin Herbert for the first time he felt starstruck Harbaugh has been a master at getting great play out of his QBs so what's the word Harbaugh will be blank for Herbert's career Harbaugh will be fool's gold for Justin Herbert's career and it has nothing to do with those two right but again we had this discussion top of the show talking about Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson but Man, you know what? (laughs) Everything runs through Patrick Mahomes. This is Patrick Mahomes' league. It's on them to mess it up. But what we do know is injuries happen, Mm -hmm. things like that. If you want to beat Patrick Mahomes, you got to wait for, you know, something like that to happen, not to him, but it could be to, you know, someone up front or one of his, you know, dynamic Mm -hmm. uh, 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 playmakers. Andy Reid retires. But right now, man, especially even now, people are looking at this team like, oh, this is the worst Kansas City Chiefs team we've seen in the last six years. No, it's not. They had to adjust to having a top five defense and offensively not having, you know, that deadly two wide receiver combo or receiver tight end combo. And then you got Travis Kelsey this year. It wasn't Travis Kelsey up until like four or five weeks ago. He had his moments throughout the year, but it wasn't like Travis Kelsey just dominating. So this is actually a team that is in position. The constructs of the team, the the the, the structure, the structure of this team, they can build on for the next five years. So you're talking about Justin Herbert. The reason why I say fool's goal is because you would think like, oh my goodness, Harbaugh, Justin Herbert. But bro, let's go through it. AFC East, right now, Josh Allen is still here. 
Tua Tonga-Vailoa is still here. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets is here for at least two years. Two, two years. AFC North. So that's, that's, that's three quarterbacks in the AFC East. And then you have in the North, you have Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and you have still have the Cleveland Browns who played exceptionally well with a struggling Deshaun Watson. So that's another three quarterbacks. And then in the AFC South, you got the Houston Texans. That's one. The Indianapolis Colts, maybe two, maybe two. They played exceptionally well, but their young quarterback went down. But we'll go two here because we got Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll, we'll, put, we'll, put, we'll put him out there. So two, two quarterbacks there. What is that at? Seven, eight quarterbacks in the AFC South that is waiting for their moment? And then at AFC West, you got Patrick Mahomes. Come on, man. That's 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 eight quarterbacks, nine quarterbacks. <laughs> Bro, I'm calling them fool's gold. Like it just gotta be the right moment, the right situation. Um, so I'm going fool's gold here. I'm actually kinda in disbelief because of how you spoke so highly of Justin last week with how he came in, he made thousands and thousands of yards passing and everything like that. So I thought maybe, you know, you would give him a chance, but um I guess not, guys. Oh, so, but you didn't listen though. What I was saying is I was using his numbers kind of against them, though, Woo. I'm like, look it's at almost the, inflated. Yeah, no, it's not inflated. It's like, look at all of these numbers, but he still didn't get it done. It's like the it. I was talking about the it. Like something is missing. Something is missing. I mean, maybe next year they put the pieces in place and maybe Harbaugh got them out there looking, you know, looking good. Say that again? I said maybe Harbaugh has them out there next year looking good. Change some things up, get some personnel. I mean, hasn't he already looked good? I mean, but maybe he can look better. <laughs> maybe he still has another notch. Maybe he still has another level to get to. I, maybe. But Harbaugh got a tough hill, you know, because coming from the championship game and coming from where he was with San Francisco, I mean, you got an uphill battle too coming back into the NFL now, especially this division. Well, but yeah, I guess. I don't think he's got that much. I mean, he's comfortable. He knows the league. He knows how to operate. It's not like he's uh, – uh, a rookie coach in the league. So I think he'll hit the ground running over there. The first thing that we always say when we set team goals is win a division. <sighs> That's <laughs> tough, bro. Patrick Mahomes is in the division. Patrick is your next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> win a division. But but look, their season, they didn't look that strong this season during the season. They really didn't look convincing. So Yesterday was really the first game for me that they looked really like I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> they getting this ring. They going back. You know what I mean? Even the, uh, the week before when they had to play at the, uh, the Buffalo game was tight. You know what I mean? So I think they found a stride. They got the momentum. They running in there. It's about to be a wrap. It might come down more to their defense. But, guys, let's get into X marks the spot where we analyze comments on X and criticize them without remorse. If there's anyone who can catch Tom Brady, I think most would say Patrick Mahomes is that guy. In six seasons as Chiefs starting QB, Mahomes has played in six AFC championship games and is already going for his third Super Bowl title. Former NFL safety and ESPN analyst Ryan Clark commented on X that Mahomes is the best he has ever seen play QB in the NFL. And yes, that includes Brady. Is RC overreacting or can an argument be made that Mahomes is already the best ever? No, he's not overreacting. 
And this is a guy that I don't mm. agree with on a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of beef. But we're not here to talk about that. Let's be we, vegan today. What we are here to talk about is his comments. And I don't think he's wrong there. Because what he said is the quarterback position. Because there's an argument, too. When you talk about the quarterback position, there's a difference between the quarterback position and winning. Because we say the quarterback position, let's take Patrick Mahomes out of it for right now. Man, Aaron Rodgers is special. Man, Peyton Manning was special. Right? You talk about the ideal quarterback. That's why Tom Brady was drafted where he was. He's fucking the first coming of Brock Purdy damn near, right? Like, that, you know, I'm not calling Brock Purdy Tom Brady, but what I'm saying is pretty much Mr. Irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? Because they missed on all the other things. It's hard for them, to, and this is this is the scary thing about Patrick Holmes. Now we can put insert Patrick Holmes back in it, in this conversation. It's like, how do you measure, like, Mamba mentality, the it, the winning factor, the clutch gene. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you measure that? It's the same thing they missed on even Jalen Hurts. I know Jalen. Everybody's down on Jalen Hurts right now, but just a couple of months, ago, well, a year ago, almost to this day, he was in the Super Bowl, and it's like y'all missed out on that thing. So he's not far off. Now, when it comes to GOAT, you know, most winningest and all of that, we can't have, we, you know, that, 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 that conversation is TBD. But best quarterback, because re- read it again. It is, is RC overreacting or can an argument be made that Mahomes is already the best ever? Re, uh, uh, RC's tweet, please. Oh, sorry. Um, I think most would say Patrick Mahomes is that guy. In six seasons as Chiefs starting QB, Mahomes has played in six AFC Championship games and is already going for his third Super Bowl title. Former in, um, and that was the comment. No, it was a little more to it. It's like he better than Tom Brady and that's that or something like that. It was his t- – okay. Well, whatever it was. Sorry, I don't have it here. Whatever it was. Whatever you just read and now it's magically going <laughs> – <laughs> He's in his computer. It's like how, how you, you didn't he say something different, BC? That's exactly yeah, what I said. Is there anyone who can it. catch Tom Brady? Hold on, read it again. No. All right, you I'm gonna read it one more time. Is there anyone who can catch Tom Brady? I think most would say Patrick Mahomes is that guy. In six seasons as Chiefs starting QB, Mahomes has played in six AFC championship games and is already going for his third Super Bowl title. BC got to say, why you got your head down? You listening or you laughing? Did you hear something totally different the first time? I, I thought there was more to it. But. Yeah, he made up some stuff. <laughs> You know I'll be flipping. I'll be cooking. I'll be cooking. So it changed a little bit. Now, what you got to say on this, BC, I think that Mahomes, when it comes to just a quarterback position, uh, yeah, he's there. He's there, but he's not Brady. I I don't know. Me For me, I can't put him in the the Brady convo yet. I think it's just too too soon. Six seasons. But why? Like, even when you look at Tom Brady going to the um, Super Bowl, it's almost on the same trajectory. Like, he went the second year. He went – uh, like two years later, then he went the next year after that. He lost three years later. So, like, you see the same the parallels. Of, there's parallels there. I just don't – I just – now I think we're, like, in the moment. So, we're looking at it in real you time. Go. You know what I mean? So, it's like, damn, we're actually – everybody's just, like, the prisoner of the moment. 
because, uh, yeah, I guess he is sort of already in the conversation, six AFC championships, you know, whatever it is. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's got two already. He's about to maybe get his third. Like, he's definitely on that trajectory. But Brady just left last year. We're already crowning his replacement. <laughs> like Good somebody point. gotta replace uh, yeah, him. Yeah, like Good it's already point. like, oh, he's you know we the always best. need a goat in sports. Yeah, you know what I mean? I thought it was Brady. I thought, you know, Brady it's not like he's been out the game for so long. So I'm just I'm like That is oh. funny you say that because like so many people hold on to Jordan as their goat. And we're already starting a discussion of moving on from Brady as if he doesn't have seven titles and you know, did what he did in the two thousands. It is kind of crazy how no. quick we are to move over. Is that an NFL no, thing? No, but this is not a new discussion. This discussion happened to started two years ago. It really did. Like But you why know, do you it's think like, it's starting so soon? And in the and well well the discussion two years ago was uh what does he have to do? And it's still the same. It's in the same space, but now it's starting to morph a little bit to the next phase. It was what does he have to do? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and because I remember two years ago saying like, "Damn, like, if he hit, if he wins, if he has four titles, can he be considered a goat?" Mm-hmm. Brady's at seven. Like, what does he have to do? Because it's going to me, it's it's going to be almost impossible for uh, Patrick Mahomes to have seven, finish with seven or better. Nah, I don't think it's that impossible. That's the I don't thing. think it's that impossible. Bro, he's ar- especially he's already, with Brady taking a decade away. If he wins right now in his what? This is this is his sixth season. Yeah. So he's, not he's even already in his prime. Right. So he's already he would have already won three rings in half the time look that at, he's been playing in the league. Listen, listen, but think about this. All right, just look at the look at this year. If any if if there was a year to get the Chiefs, it was this year, right? Yeah. So, but then Josh Allen couldn't get it done. Right. Lamar Jackson couldn't get it done. Right. We're talking about a few plays here and there. Not every ball is going to bounce your way. Right. Right. Look at the. There was a big, huge gap between Tom Brady's third or third ring to his fourth ring, or fourth ring to his fifth ring. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard as hell. Like yes, this is this is great. Four Super Bowls and six, but bro, like this is the NFL. He is the best, and everything runs through KC. But, bruh, you think Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Lamar, like, Jamar, look, look, you think how, like, come on, you think th- these guys are going to let him just keep doing it? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, because he he's okay, going to so, go out there and beast. Like, he's, he had, with the right, if you, like you said, if they go get those receivers, two nice receivers for next season. And you just keep putting weapons around this man. Now what happens if somebody gets injured? Okay. Now yeah. what happens? With, that's what I mean. Like it's the yeah, NFL. Man. It's not just. Yeah. If it's just, you know, look, barring injury, I'm just saying. Barring, yeah, but that's. But no. But that's injury. it though. We got. That's that's what happens. That is. And it's not Joe just. Burrow. It's 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 it be, be at the be before the season in camp. Guys go down halfway mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. At the end, one of the biggest factors is you know war of attrition, in the NFL. And so a lot has to go has to has to go into this. So Didn't so he have so, a big injury already, um, Mahomes. Did, no, just a high something? ankle, nothing like that. No, mm-hmm. I don't even know if he may have. I don't even know if he missed a game. Maybe one one or two games in his career he had, had the a, ankle. I, oh, okay. But he he was at, he he won the Super Bowl last year on one. Now I'm I'm actually, you know, proving your point a little bit. But he won the Super Bowl last year on one leg. Bro, it says here he never missed a game. Yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> 
So let me ask you guys, if if he wins the Super Bowl and he wins the Super Bowl MVP, how close would he be to Brady for the GOAT title? Is it like literally just the next title after that? And he's on his heels. Say that again. If he wins the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, how close would he be to Brady for the GOAT title? And I did the numbers, and it looks like for his first six years, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl three times in his first six. So he's already kind of there. You get what I'm saying? Like, he's gone four times in his first six. He had, he hadn't won every time like Tom Brady did. But, I mean, he's like BC said it perfect. He's on his heels. So, like, how close would that GOAT title be at that point? No, I mean, listen, it's seven championships, man. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, look, he's on he's, – he's well on his way. But you're talking about three Super Bowls, only three. Nah, he, he the, the, he started the conversation. The yeah. conversation got hot, BC. Yeah, yeah, he started right? the convo, but it doesn't put him there. Not there yet. Nah. Not there. It doesn't put him there yet. Nah. At four, it's sizzling it's hot. It's, it's sizzling hot, man. It's, it's it's sizzling. Hot. You get the four or five, you like. Hey, you think Tom Brady might uh, throw some cleats on if he get that fourth one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he might well, Brady throw some played, cleats on like, yo, I got to go grab another one. Brady played how many years again, who? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Because uh, if – I just think it's insane. If Mahomes injury-free. 23 years, BC. No way. 23 years, bro. Now, if Mahomes could do that, that means he still has 17 years to get – Chips. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Mahomes could, even, and we in the age of the old quarterback if too, he could even play 15 at this level and still keep mobility, barring any serious injury, and they're playing like that, and he still has Andy Reid at his co- as his co- as his coach. Yeah, I do think that it's possible they can get. No, Andy ain't got 17 years in him, bro. No, he don't. He don't got 17 years. Yeah, he's 65, bro. But I, don't I hope he got 17 alive years in him. I think they. You know I mean? think. Mahomes is going to be getting there. Five rings, he's in the convo. Because it's like LeBron. LeBron is, oh, he doesn't have six rings. But you can't deny what the man has done or what, you know what I mean, or what he is to the game. Like, you can't deny that, rings or not. So, at that point, I think it's just about where where he is with the stats and where he is with his rings. And then we can start having that, yeah, that GOAT. Mm. That's the GOAT. I mean, you know, right well, we'll now he just back. has we'll as many as that. Eli Manning, so I'm there in the same boat. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Shout out to Eli Manning. <laughs> All right, guys. So now that the season is over for the Ravens, we can start to speculate where Odell Beckham will play next season. He was asked about this season after the loss, and this is what he had to say. Um, yeah, to me, if there's anything I felt about um, myself, regardless of anybody's opinion or anything like that is that I know that I can still play football um, and I know that I still have shit in the tank you know what I mean and it just it's just unfortunate the way um, that it went today because to me it was it's so much bigger than one person in this room it was just being able to have that moment um, with these guys you work so hard with so for me as far as my future you know just take a step back um, breathe for a second you know pick your chin up just know that life goes on, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out what's next after that. So, guys, does Odell need to come back to Baltimore, or should he explore other options 
Should come back to the Baltimore to the Avenue. How they say it? How they say it be? The Avenue. <laughs> the Avenue. The Avenue. The, the Avenue. Avenue. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm starting to like to be more accent. T. So 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 uh. Man. Was it just me? Uh, or did everyone else see that? Like, that, I mean, the st- the first play of the game, he wasn't even out there. It was Zay Flowers to start and uh, Bateman. Is that his name? The other receiver, Bateman? Sorry, guys. Too many guys to remember. But it, even that is the problem, right? Like, you got Odell Beckham Jr. and you got a receiver out there who who I definitely know, but like I I can't even recall his name like that. It's not rolling off my tongue. Yes, it was Bateman. Yeah, what's his name? What's his first name? Um, right. So uh, like, um, that's a problem. Rashad. So there's so many times throughout the game where I'm like, where's OBJ? It didn't feel like I even seen his his seeing him running around until like second halfway through the second quarter. And so when you say go back to Baltimore, the reason why I'm saying all that because, you know, I think that's what you want to say. It's like it makes sense to go back to Baltimore. But when you look at this year, he had one year over 100 yards. In year 10, I felt like I was still in my prime and still performing at a high level. And I know like this injury, that injury. Well, we've seen guys, you know, deal with things like this too now yes it it does end careers but you know we've seen flashes of obj after those first three four weeks where he was in and out of lineup you ain't know it's like then he's like oh he's here but we're talking about you look at it 22 yards 12 yards 33 13 14 97 34 116 40 56 0 49 34 13 29 37 what are you going back to where are you going back to like he didn't even get an op- really get a real opportunity to impact that game, and I said that OBJ would be potentially the MVP of the Super Bowl. Why did I say that? Because big like that mindset, Patrick Mahomes, you can just turn it on. Travis Kelsey looked like trash. If we really want to talk about it, the, the second half of the season, guess what? Soon the playoff hit, he turned it on. There's big time players that do that, and so what is he going back to? And so I would say uh, that. You know, OBJ should probably just play the field. Look at what the other opportunities are because Zay Flowers is the guy there. And that offense may not be built for him as the two or the three to actually put his fingerprints on the the game. And this is a defining moment because now you got the Brown. you, You look at you go back to 2020, 319 yards and then 2021. 232 yards. Mm-hmm. 2020, 20, well, then the second half of the year, he went to the Rams 305 yards and he sat out a year, so zero. And then three, and yeah. then 600, 565 yards this past year. Bro, it might, it might not be a pretty situation for OBJ. I like what, OBJ. What do you think? I, I just want to ask this real quick, BC. What do you think about it? I was looking into the game to see when he actually got his first pass. He didn't get. A pass thrown to him till the ten minute, uh, ten and a half minutes left in the fourth, and he didn't catch until the second one. But say that again. What does that mean? Um, so basically, he wasn't um, uh, uh, thrown to by Lamar or any anything at all until the fourth quarter with ten and a half minutes left. What does that say about <clears throat> their like view on like as a team, like his importance? Obviously, Zay Flowers probably their one, but like 
Odell didn't even touch the ball to the fourth quarter. I, I think I think that's one of the reasons why they lost. Like they they like when I when I talk about like uh, you know Todd Monken being getting his ass kicked uh, uh, by Coach Spags, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, because I'm looking at certain scenarios where they did a good job of disguising and, and and mixing up a little bit, but I'm looking at situations where in these games, this is where you just say I'm throwing it up to a guy that I can count on. This is the clutch stuff. I was hearing, I was I was listening to Gilbert Arenas talk on one of his clips went viral again, and he was talking about basketball where he was like two for twenty or something crazy, but then he hit the game winning shot. And he was like, his coach coached him through that, gave him the opportunity. And then he said in that moment, he was like, I'm going to hit this shot. It don't matter what the pass was. That is that clutch gene. That's that thing that you can't really, you can't really measure. And so I'm looking at this game, and that was a that was a that was a mishap on their part where they didn't just like like just throw it, throw the dude a jump ball. I don't care if he's on him. OBJ is like, it doesn't matter. It's OBJ. Speaking to that, let me ask you this. Let's forget the team. Let's throw away Baltimore, New York Giants, Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland Browns. What QB do you see in the league right now that could be the best QB for Odell next season? I, I mean, uh, OBJ needs to be in a he needs to he needs to be in a situation. It's more so like the offense and the offense that I'm talking about, like the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. Um, and I thought Baltimore would be that as well, but obviously Zay Flowers, you got Andrews Aguilar. who just came back. No, not even Aguilar. So you got those guys, mm-hmm. and so like those. That it seems like that he rather goes there one two, and they're, and they're, and they're running the ball extremely well. But what made the Eagles uh, special was they can run the ball. But then it's just like, all right, if you're leaning to the left, I'm gonna throw to the right. Meaning, all right. Smitty's on the right. I trust you just as much as I trust AJ Brown, and it all—that's all it is—is is a simple read for the quarterback. So he needs to be in the offense similar to that, because like putting him on all these other crazy routes is just simple for me. It's like yo, I'm throwing you goes, I'm throwing you slants, you know, I throw you on some deep in cuts, things like that. But I need you to make the play. I need you to be special in those special moments. I don't need you in the offense uh, that. Is super sophisticated, all these different personnel groupings and all these different routes. I just need you to make the catch. Who can make the play in that moment? Who can change the momentum? Debo Samuels come out at halftime. They give it to him three, four times in a row. He's looking at the crowd, telling, throw me the damn ball. He's looking at uh, Kyle Shanahan again, again, again. What does Kyle Shanahan do? He give him the ball. It changes the momentum. That's that's what players like this is for. Now, I'm not like saying that oh, OBJ not being involved is the reason why, you know, uh, it was the, their downfall. You asked the question, right? So that's yep. why I'm spending time yep. on your question. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Brian. But OBJ is that type of guy where you just throw a 50-50 ball, he comes down with it, and then now he gets up, he pumps the crowd up, everybody's going crazy, do his little dance. That's what you want players like that for on your team. Quick question. <sighs> no. What if – what if he went with uh, your guy, Russell Wilson, OBJ and Russell Wilson? You think, that, uh, you think that's a good? Can we move on? Okay, yeah. like we're just like we're <laughs> talking. Much, we got, we got, we got the Super Bowl coming. We got the Pro Bowl, uh, <laughs> Super yeah. Bowl coming up. Like I mean, because the guy, like I, I'm trying to be not not trying to be nice here, but it's his tenth year. He's going into his eleventh year. I played yeah. thirteen years, bro. And you know, you got to think about the last five years. One, two, three. Well, last uh, four years, 
319 yards. So 319 yards. And then uh, 500-something yards. Then he missed a year. Then 565. So he played. He showed that he can come back. And I certainly think he can have uh, a bigger impact on the game than he had with the Ravens. But it's like the end is here. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's uh, another year or three more years, like or two more years, the end is here. Yeah. He can't be complaining about, oh, he's not in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not getting thrown. You got to go somewhere. If you want to keep playing, go somewhere where you compliment the guys that's doing it. Get it done because it's almost it's almost over. Yeah, and it's it's no knock on him. Like OBJ is one of the best talents that we've ever seen. Oh yeah, he got off to an extremely hot start, and this is unfortunately a part of you know football these injuries. And we just talked about it. that's why I said you just got to keep playing the games. Even Patrick Mahomes and all these other things is like you never know when a guy can go down and things can totally change the outcome of a game or a season. Or you're talking about careers, right? Like OBJ was special. And, you know, for him to overcome, that's his story. His story is that. It's like, you know, teach us about how you, you know, he talked about it, I believe, publicly where he was like, man, I was in a dark place. I wanted to give up. You know, he was fighting. I don't want to say he may have said depression or something like that. Like, that's his story. He's made a shit ton of money. Um he could have made more, but he still made a shit ton of money. And also he, he created a global brand. Like people know OBJ, that ner- that name and 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 that logo across the globe. Absolutely. He's one of the first uh to transcend. He's one of a few in football to be become global. Dion is just now becoming global. You got Tom Brady and then it's OBJ. Who else at the football position? In football. This ain't basketball. Peyton might be there. No. You don't think so with his <laughs> media and everything? Global? No. <laughs> he just American globe. Uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And yeah. even Dion. You I would say that Dion, Dion, ah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Tom Brady and OBJ. Because I was looking at this when I was playing with OBJ in 2018 when I was saying, like, bro, why are you going to leave the Giants? Like, this is the perfect place for you. For real. Yeah. Well, guys, let's go ahead to wrap up here to uh, spin the block. Let's go back up to the top of our show and discuss more with uh, Dan Campbell. So my belief is you go back 24, 36 hours, and they're already constructing Dan Campbell's statue outside of the Detroit Lions Stadium, right? Uh, Say that again. (laughs) I said if we go back 24 to 36 hours, it feels like the Detroit Lions would already have started constructing the statue of Dan Campbell outside of the stadium. But as of right now, we know that the Detroit fans um, don't feel so great. So how much heat should we give Dan Campbell for what happened yesterday? Wait, wait, wait. Can we uh, talk about Eminem's middle finger to the San yeah, Francisco crowd? I saw that at the game. <laughs> it was, what, a halftime? He didn't even wait. He thought he and had he it in the bag. He over up there some flicking s- off the fans. Yeah, and you also had uh, Gardner, the cornerback, waving bye-bye in the second quarter. Yeah. Dan Campbell, you put Eminem and Gardner in a terrible situation by going for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't just going for it. It's not even that. It's it's, it's about – it's not even – it's about how you do it and when you're doing it. Like, he gambled to get them to this position and also – first off, he gambled to change the culture. And then he gambled to get him to this position. 
But then when you get into the big game, the NFC Championship game, and you're playing with house money, you're up on Vegas, you don't need to do that anymore. You already won. Right. So now you're like, it's like you're playing poker and you're up. You got the big stack. So what do you do when you got the big stack? Yeah, you can go out there and bully, but you also, but you, but you go up and I'll bring it back into football terms. So you can go out there and bully, but then you can also sit back and wait until you got those pocket aces. Wait until you got uh pocket Kings or ace King. And then you come out there and you smack them because it's the, the risk outweighs the reward. So when you talk about bully ball, like you had an opportunity to, because you got the big stack to play bully ball. Mm-hmm. Your run game is working. You had 140 yards in the first half. Keep running, and and act, not actually not only keep running, but keep running with Montgomery. He was the hot hand. Because there was time where I'm telling you where Gibbs, like who I who I who I think highly of, and everybody does. He was on a damn rookie of the year. Uh, 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 he's one of the rookie of the uh, weeks candidates every single week. But he was slipping and sliding all over the place. I would have kept riding with Montgomery. Yeah. Right? So, like, that was your opportunity to play bully ball. And so, yes, man, like Dan Campbell, it's about the flow of the game, bro. You're up 17-plus points. Kick the field goal. Take the points because as a player, I notice if I'm down three, if I'm tied up, if I'm up, my mindset is shifting. My mindset is shifting. And so the coach got a, got a job to do and the players got a job to do. So everybody's going to say, well, he dropped the ball on, 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 on fourth down. He dropped the, the, the ball on the big third down. That's why you do this as a, as, a, as, a, as a coach because players aren't perfect. That's exactly why you, you do this. Because it's easy for us to say, you know, well, if the player did this in that situation, that's the game. Nobody's yeah. perfect. We've seen the best throw picks. Patrick Mahomes threw a pick in crucial moments. Jordan turned the ball over. Kobe turned the ball over and missed a shot. That's mm-hmm. why, as a coach, you got to understand situational football and the momentum. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, this is similar to our Jalen Hurts situation where, you know, he always has that same consistent, calm-looking face. But when he's winning, everyone's like, oh, man, he's so stoic. He's so brave or whatever it is. And the second he lose, he's emotionless. What's happening? So it's like you got to take the good with the bad, man. Um, I definitely think that uh, I, I think you said this, BC. I think that the Detroit Lions do have a chance. Um, it was unfortunate to hear Dan Campbell speak so low, you know, because of all the momentum he's carried since last season. But I definitely think that the Detroit Lions have a high probability of making it back, um, just just based off a of straight grit, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, and not and not only. And not only, not only, not only, uh, not only off of grit, but they're a really good team, and yeah. that's why you didn't have to yeah. do that. Yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to go gamble. Like you already did it. Sometimes you don't even know you did it, right? Like, yeah. man, you, 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 y'all did it within three years, bro. Y'all a really good team, strong team, tough minded. Football makes sense. I got great players. The last three drafts worked out for y'all. You don't have to go out there and just play bully ball all the time or just go off your wheel. Yeah. I thought we I really thought we were gonna get Eminem versus Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Ooh. But nah. Oh. <laughs> nah, I thought it was gonna be the Avenue versus the Avenue. <laughs> Me too. Detroit. Me too. I thought it was gonna be Me Too. Me too. Well, guys, that was a great show today. Uh, do we have any final words? I mean, this was a big weekend, divisional games. 
Um, we're going into the Super Bowl. We know in about two weeks or a little under two weeks, we're going to have Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. Any final words for the day, guys? <sighs> final words for the day. Hey, guys, when you're up on Vegas, you got no one to walk. You don't sit at the table. No when to fold them. (laughs) (laughs) I love the final words. Hey, don't don't stay at the table. That's how they always win. Vegas wins. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's made for you to lose. There's been so many times like I'm up on I was up on Vegas 50, 60K, and I just sat there and I gave it back. No, that no, that was never me. That was never me. I've seen that happen before. (laughs) There was me for the first couple of times where I was down and I was chasing. Mm -hmm. Even when you're down, sometimes you need to know when to walk away. It's just not your time. You just the the cards is not for you. The table's not hot. Yeah. Right? When you're up, you definitely gotta know when to walk away. You don't sit at the table for four or five hours. Dan Campbell. And lose everything. And lose everything. You're (laughs) up. Go go in the room. Put the chips aside. Put the chips in your shorty's bag and say, babe. I just can't touch that. You get exactly. you give her the ninety nine k. You keep one k. Try to pump that up, right? Yeah, BC? exactly. Yep. You know, Not you, like that ninety nine don't you, exist. You put away your winnings and whatever you came in with. You play with that. You try to get it back up. But there you go. I think it's fitting though that how you use the gambling analogy being at the Super Bowls in Vegas this year Ooh. and everything like that. So I think that was fitting. So you know he gambled and lost. So that's what it is. Well, we're in Vegas. Let's all and, and a lot of us can go to Vegas. A lot of us are gonna be placing bets online as well. Um, let's learn from Dan Campbell. When we're up, let's walk away. Until tomorrow on Paper Route, Faction Talk, Channel 103, Brandon, BC, and Wu. Holla at ya. Peace. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.